1: What's up, y'all? We are back again with the Watermark Students Podcast. My name is Austin. I'm next to Jermaine and Kaylee. More importantly, I'm here with Abby Pfeiffer herself. Abby. Abby. Welcome. Welcome, Abby. Abby, introduce yourself to the audience. Let us know who you are.
2: Um, I'm Abby Pfeiffer, and I'm a senior at Lake Highlands.
1: Come on. Go Wildcats. Abby, we start every segment with an incredible question. This one is going to be the best. You ready for this? I'm ready.
2: No pressure.
1: No pressure. All right. So if you could have any superpower and when I say superpower, there's there's the top tier superpower. There's like the (laughs) here we go. (laughs) There's the uh, you can run through walls, you can fly. But I'm talking about the more insignificant superpowers, like the the more useless superpowers. Some would say say a mediocre, mediocre superpower. (laughs) Okay, I want to hear a mediocre superpower that you would have.
2: Oh, probably like if I could make any like food or drink taste however I want. But it's like, oh, wow, this is good. <laughs> like, like, I could eat kale. You could
1: change the flavor of anything.
2: Yeah, like whatever I'm in the mood for. Mm. Like okay, hot, so cold. let's say you're
0: eating kale. What would you make the kale taste like?
2: At the moment?
0: Yeah. Like right
1: now, if you had kale,
2: I'd probably blend it up and make it taste like a latte.
0: Mm, wow, that's good.
2: That's good. kale into a latte. I that's, love it. Very helpful. I hate broccoli.
1: <laughs> if it could taste like a Reese's Pieces. I would be so in. And uh, change the texture. Texture. Because a Reese's
2: with
3: you the texture. You only get one. Wow. Well, now you're getting selfish. <laughs> you,
1: know, <laughs> your you get one superpower. That's very mediocre. But do you uh. want a
2: Reese's with broccoli texture?
1: Uh, that That's a great I, point. That is a great, a great point. point. I'm going to have mm. to think about that more. Mm. Kaylee, what about you?
2: Thank
3: you for asking. Austin, if I had a mediocre superpower, it would be the ability to suddenly be able to just like have liquids come out of my fingers. Ooh. So, for example, <laughs> if I was thirsty, I could just have some coffee come out of my finger. You have
1: if, to make a noise when you do it. It's like
0: <laughs> pew. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know you each, had to be each, thirsty to drink each, coffee. Each
3: liquid has, you know, like a different sound effect. So, like, if I needed yeah. gas, and it'd be like, I okay. got gas. you
1: That's filling good. up gasoline yeah. your car with with out of your finger would be amazing. Yeah, That'd be
0: hilarious. that would be amazing. Um, awesome, thanks for asking that great question. You're welcome. Um, here's what I would say. I don't know if you guys have heard about this before, but I'm gluten free. <laughs> And I don't think the
1: audience have ever heard. <laughs> what? When When you are gluten-free, it's your goal. You have to tell everyone that you're gluten-free. Yes. Uh, that is absolutely true. Yeah. But I am definitely
0: gluten-free, and it is m- a for real thing. medicinal purposes and not just a Ooh. food choice preference. Oh. Um, anyways, so my mediocre superpower would be to order any meal that I wanted. Filled to the brim with gluten. <laughs> and at the snap of a finger, all the gluten it disappears. disappears. However, everything stays mm-hmm. and tastes exactly oh how it
1: normally gosh. would with gluten. Oh my gosh. Okay. That
0: would wow. be my power.
2: That's amazing. Kaylee,
1: do you think that that's a good one? It's that. <laughs> that so good. I wish I had that one.
2: I'm just trying to picture
3: yeah. it playing out and it's like, yeah. wow.
1: Guys, my awesome. superpower is very mediocre, but I think it applies to everyone here. You know that situation you get into when you order something on Online, you try it on and then you realize it just does not fit mm-hmm. and then you have to go through the hassle of just sending it back and you just don't want to do it you have to go to UPS and <laughs> tape it back up and daunting. Just, it's, it's daunting It's <laughs> a lot of work so my mediocre superpowers is, is anything you get online that you try on immediately fits <laughs>
2: Like, how much would time so would you say ideal.
1: everything you order fits?
2: And money because they're shipping. Yes. yes, the shipping costs.
3: Come on. So practical. Time is expensive, also. And it the time it's expensive. It takes, Thank you. That, that is good. That's a
0: good power. There you go. Gosh,
3: that was good. Austin, thanks for that question. We're going to go ahead and transition to our topic today. And so, it is no surprise that technology is a super influential part of the world we live in today, um, whether it's through cell phones, television, um, or just everyday, like, live. We are driven by technology, and so uh, social media is one aspect of that. And so today we're going to be talking about how should teenagers navigate the world of social media, especially how should Christian teenagers approach um, having social media and using it to glorify God. And so we have Abby here today on the podcast to help give a student's perspective. We're going to be chiming in um, and giving some thoughts as well. And so, Abby, go ahead. And before we start, tell us a little bit, what are the most common social media platforms among your friends?
2: Um, yeah, I would say Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and then a lot of the girls have Visco. Nice. Do those have Mm -hmm. different, like,
3: purposes? Like, what do people use those social media platforms for?
2: Um, Snapchat is mainly, like, first line of communication. We all use it to talk and just catch up all throughout the day. Um, Instagram is more, like, the pretty picture, like, everybody's... Like the dances, the games, the, the, reel. the parties, yeah, yeah. Um, and then TikTok is just funny, um, just relatable content. Everybody looks goofy on it. It's just really fun. Um, and then Visco, honestly, I use it to edit pictures, but every girl uses it in a different way. Gotta love Visco. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if I if I want to know about a
3: girl's life, I don't go to her Instagram page. I look Vico. to see if she's on Visco and mm-hmm. yeah. find out more of just her day to day life. For it sure. So real. Normally they have it in their bio and instagram you just click on it easy to find so good awesome abby second question we have for you is what is the general attitude among teenagers towards social media in your experience
2: yeah so i was actually talking to my sister about this this morning um who's a freshman in high school and when i asked her this question the word she used was obsessed um Mm -hmm. and i completely agree with her um i think teenagers today just grew up with phones and social media and so it's very normal um, but it's become an idol in a lot of our lives just cause it's, we always have our phones on us. It's everywhere. Everybody has it. Um, and so we just normalize how focused we are on it by using the excuse everybody else has it.
0: Yeah. I mean, as you were saying that, and I'm thinking about you like talking to your sister about, about social media, like, the what i wrote down was that we are all like as human beings we're all wired for connection we want to be in relationship we want to have things in common we want to know what's going on in the lives of the people um, that we care about and so we're wired for connection and that's a good thing it's a god-given thing like he made us to not be and live alone he made us um, for connection in relationship um But where social media can take it maybe to a a not ideal place is that it capitalizes on that need for connection, which can then turn into, you know, the obsession that you're talking about where it's Mm -hmm. all about, hey, how can I be? as connected and know as much as possible about what's going on in everyone's life and be invited to everything and have all of the information and feel all of the security. And so running to social media truly as an idol, as a source of meaning and purpose, and it just was never meant to do that.
3: Totally. I think we all believe a little too much in ourselves with social media that, oh, I can engage in this and it will never affect me. Like I won't be... Like the rest of the world, that could be obsessed with mm-hmm. this or anything. We yeah. we we believe too much in ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. And social media. Like the reality is, we don't want to just address all the dangers without the benefits. Today, that's not our goal and purpose. But the reality is, students spend six to eight hours on their phone each day. Like it's crazy, and so having a smartphone is is not a sin, but it really can be. Uh, a source of sin and a source of temptation so we just have to understand how to be responsible with it and have a plan
0: yeah and so I think to even build on what you were just saying is like man if you're out there listening and you have all of the social media platforms that Abby just talked about and more man social media is a gift it is a resource like um, the things that we're able to do because social media exists you know in our world today in 2020 are incredible Um, but it can often turn into a slave master Mm -hmm. where it drives you instead of you driving it and so that's where the tension is and i think um, some of your thoughts so far abby have been just really helpful to that end
3: yeah that's good and we're going to spend some time talking about both the pros of social media and how it can be good and encouraging to those around us as well as the cons for the rest of this podcast Mm -hmm. so let's let's start with the good um abby How have you seen social media promote good and encouragement in your circle of friends?
2: Um, Yeah, I definitely agree with y'all. It's like a great, fun and easy way to communicate and just feel connected. Um, And so that plays out like every day. Um, And then I think personally for me, and I think a lot of people in 2020, just with quarantine and people feeling isolated and disconnected, just because of all the things going on. um, Something cool about it is that Like you can talk to your friends over it. You can be connected even when you're in quarantine. And obviously 2020 is a special circumstance, but I think that really does play out. Um, Like if we're going to have technology in our lives, we might as well have a fun way um, to connect and relate to one another.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Another benefit (laughs) I would add with like social media is just with a click of a button, you can share the gospel with thousands of people and they can see it uh, and see what you're learning and reading, which, you know, we haven't had the luxury of that forever. And so it's a really unique platform. You can also utilize it to to give to other organizations and and use that um, to steward your resources. And so there's a multiple different ways that it can be a benefit um, to other people.
0: Yeah, so, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about like for me personally. Um, I use Instagram primarily and mostly just only Instagram and I use it honestly to keep up with the students that I get to serve alongside and get to, you know, uh, minister to as a a local youth pastor. And, and I also love the opportunity that it affords me to give a glimpse into my life uh, to, you know, teenagers that are following and friends and family and loved ones of like, man, I, I want to show like through social media and I'm able to show that the Christian life is it is fun, is appealing, is satisfying, is filled with meaning, purpose, hope, fun. I could go on and on. And I, I really do see the 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 um, tool that social media can be yeah. for good in our world.
3: Absolutely. It's no surprise that most pastors or people involved in church ministry have social media because they do recognize the gift that it can be and the resource that can be like, I just think if people and the new Testament times knew the resources we would have 2000 years later, they would mm-hmm. be like, how are you guys going to maximize the gift that you've been given to advance yeah. the gospel, to be unashamed and all of that. And truth?" Like, Another way is just promoting the Christian worldview. Uh, this world is increasingly post-Christian and increasingly anti-Christian, yeah. and so that is an incredible opportunity to promote that we have life to the full in Christ mm-hmm. and that our life is is worth surrendering um, yeah. and following Him. And so,
1: yeah, yeah. lots of good. Yeah, and on that, I think a helpful question for me, um, just to diagnose, am I using it as a as a benefit or as a burden for my life? Is, um, am I using this to seek attention? or using it to see connection with people. And so Mm -hmm. just, I think attention makes us feel like we got to use Instagram in order just to be seen and everything in our life has to be seen in order to be significant. And so we post really the best versions of ourselves. We post our highlight reel, as Kaylee said, in order to feel significant. Like it has to be out there in order to feel valued, which isn't true, but we can use it, as Jermaine said, as a source of connection in order to share what we're learning in God's word and be a benefit to others.
3: Totally. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves for it to be like, big audacious moments of faith too on social media. And it can be small, mundane, like things that we do in interactions or encouragements towards people that really do reflect Christ's character. So even as simple as on Instagram, people do birthday shout outs or, um, girls and guys will celebrate one another when they get accepted into colleges. And that's biblical is to encourage one another, build one another up. Um, and I think that that's a small tangible way we can do it. It doesn't always have to be posting a huge devotional that's reflecting. That's an awesome thing to do, but it doesn't have to be just that. On the opposite end, Abby, how have you seen social media um, turn hurtful or harmful among your friends?
2: Um, For me personally and recently, um, and actually for a lot of my close friends, um, seeing false images of quote unquote, um, perfect bodies or better clothes, better homes, better situations, better fill in the blank. Um, especially over quarantine, um, when I felt isolated, um, which made me feel vulnerable to overthinking and overset, obsessing over myself. Um, I think social media fostered a huge issue with body image. Um, for me, that's looked like me seeing all these girls like workout and diet accounts telling me how to be skinnier, um, and how happy it's made them and how easy it is to completely change your life by losing weight or like changing how you look, um, or who you are by God, by God's grace. I haven't taken any serious measures to change myself, but I mean, ever since the beginning of quarantine, it's just been all consuming in my mind. Yeah. Um, which is really hard. And even just people that are really close with me are struggling with eating disorders and, um, depression, just mental illnesses Mm -hmm. from, what we believe to be true in social media.
0: Abby, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and authentic and, and sharing a real life, real live struggle, you know, that that you've, had to walk through, and and I think that one of the benefits that you have that maybe some people um, listening to this podcast don't have is a community of people around you who love you and care about you and 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 care and want to see the best um, for you in your life, mm. whether that be your parents or um, people in your small group or your small group leaders or your uh, other people in your community that are encouraging you and spurring you on and reminding you of what is true in those moments. Uh, and so, man, if you're listening. Listening to this podcast and you um, struggle with some of the things that Abby just shared, or maybe it may be completely different, but you resonate with what she's saying. Man, I, I hope that you know that there's hope for you in Christ. I hope that you know that there's hope for you um, in the church. Um, that God's people are a resource um, that you can take advantage of um, too help experience more joy in this life and less of the the scars that our flesh and the enemy wants us to to experience.
1: Yeah, and I just encourage you to do an inventory of your heart. And if you have this nagging feeling of your life being average or second best, or there's something better out there for you, Um, Maybe you're on social media too much or you have too high view of it. I've heard that social media is just a daily dose of discontentment, meaning that people are out there on social media just trying to convince you that their life is better than your life. And they're trying to make you jealous of their life. And so no wonder you feel insecure when you go on there or discontent. And so you just have to be careful of where it's taking you and leading you and guard your mind against feelings of discontentment.
0: Yeah. And even as you were saying that, man, I just wanted to share again, like, if you're listening to this podcast or doing chores, going on a run, whatever you're doing. <laughs> they always laugh at me when I give the examples on a run. of what always you on a run. could <laughs> Let be us potentially do. Uh, how many high schoolers are going on runs right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot. Anyways, here my point is if social media continually leads you to sin, and I mean like running towards uh uh your fleshly desires or the insecurity or the anxiety or whatever it might be. And you know, and you can uh, definitely tell Mm -hmm. that in a fuel or the engine of this is your comparison or your expectation or your, um, you know, as you've seen how other people's lives are quote unquote better than yours, man, if social media is continually leading you to sin, it's time to let it go. Mm. That might be a hot take, that might be a hard thing to like hear and to accept, but Man, your relationship with God and your relationship with other people is too valuable to let social media um, ruin either of those.
3: Yeah, I mean, it may be hard to hear, but it also could be one of the more loving things for people to hear is that if social media has become a slippery slope that's leading you towards sin, then is it really worth it? And mm-hmm. asking yourself, is it being helpful in pointing me back towards Christ? And personally, in my life, I've seen... Kind of two like dangers of social media uh, for me. The first is just the danger of the comparison trap. Like you were saying, Abby, is social media a sin? No, mm-hmm. but social media is that slippery slope that can lead me to falling into comparison. It can tempt me to gossip or judge others or to be jealous. Um, and those things mm-hmm. can are sin. In my life, and so yeah. I have to be really cautious not to fall into the comparison trap. And the second is just the danger of narcissism or viewing myself too highly. Um, the Bible calls it pride in another way. And so um, John three thirty says, "May God increase and I decrease." And so often when I handle social media, I'm tempted to be like, "No, I want to be praised and I mm-hmm. want to be seen well um, and be praised and, mm-hmm. and well liked." And so uh, I can just there's a danger of making too much of me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if social media is the last thing that you look at before you go to bed and the first thing that you look at when you Mm -hmm. wake up, then you don't have control over social media. It has control over you. Like first Corinthians 612 just says, don't let anything master you. And so my encouragement is if you, if you're sitting there and you're like, Hey, social media, you know, doesn't have control over my life, Mm -hmm. then maybe prove it, like show that it doesn't have control by not letting it be the f- thing that dictates your life and be, a, be willing to set boundaries, um, to not let it interfere with your relationship with the Lord.
3: Totally. That's good. Hey, Abby, is there any one last encouragement you give to the student listening? Who's probably out on a run right now and <laughs> wants one final
2: encouragement, um, about how to navigate social media? Um, I think for me, just it's knowing it's okay to still struggle with it. Um, but what what encu- what encourages me, um, is that when I'm in God's word, reminding myself daily that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, um, which is Psalm one thirty nine fourteen, and my goal is to please the Lord, not myself or others, which is Second Corinthians five nine, that I'm no longer enslaved to what the world is falsely telling me what is beautiful, right? And so just know there's like there's tons of hope. Um, and like Jermaine said, like go to your community, go to your small group leaders because it really is a struggle Mm. that you may not notice for sure.
0: That's amazing. I mean, my one last thing was along those same lines um, to, to our listeners um, to be more concerned with real life development versus online platform. And like we've been saying, you know, for this whole podcast, like social media can be good, a tool for good and for fun and for connection and all of those things and, you know, use it as appropriate, but you should be more concerned with how your Character is being developed by your time in God's word, your relationship with the Lord, your relationship with others, your involvement with a community, your involvement with a local church, how you're developing as a person in real life, um, conversations and relationships, um, versus online.
1: Yeah. So. Last thing I would just say is I've heard it said like you experience as a Gen Z, as a teenager right now, you experience more temptation on your way to school than your grandparents ever did on a Friday night when they went looking for it. And so you have to understand that temptation is looking for you. Like every time you get on your phone, like you don't have to look for pornography. It's looking for you. And if you don't have a plan set in place and boundaries and accountability, then you're going to drift and gravitate towards that hashtag or that picture. And so have a plan, have boundaries, don't have social media without it, or it's going to be, uh, you're going to be vulnerable and you're going to be led into a trap. So. Hey, and so just to recap, we just said, hey, social media is a gift, a resource to utilize. And so you need to be responsible with it. We said that we are wired for connection and so that you can utilize social media for connection and not attention. And then we said, if social media is continuing letting you sin or leading you into sin, then it's time to give it up. Take it seriously because your relationship with God is more important. Yep. So that's going to do it for us on the podcast. If you have any more questions about teenage life you'd like for us to discuss, feel free to email students at watermark.org. DM us on Instagram, yes. Shoreline Dallas. and We'd love to answer. All the best. Hey, hack wow people. Bye, guys.